right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, what is going on? This is your boy, Highlight Real, a.k.a. the Prince of Botch, baby. Welcome to another edition of the Life's of Botch podcast. And boy, do I have a very, very, very dope episode in store for you all today. Man, 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 if you guys could only see what I see right now in front of me, I have a very, very, very beautiful guest today. And uh, you know what? There's no wrestling news to talk about right now, so I'm just going to get right into it today. Can I do that, y'all? We can do that? All right, awesome, awesome. So I got I to gotta introduce. Y'all know how I like to do. I like to do the dopest, best introductions I could do. So <clears throat> in front of me right now, today's guest, I have a woman of many, many firsts, actually. So she is the first Latina executive producer representer, representer, and pro wrestler of MLW Fusion. She is the first Spanish female commentator, ambassador of things like Pretty Little Thing, ambassador of Fem Lux USA, and check this little intro out too. I, she's going to love this. <clears throat> she is the face that launched a thousand champions, the 2018 female Hispanic entrepreneur of the year, the most beautiful woman to ever grace the North American continent, the one, the only, Miss Selena de la Renta. How you well doing? Well done. Well done. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It is always a pleasure to definitely, you know, I did my studies, you know, so I had to make sure you I incorporated that, you know, and make sure. And uh, I got another first for you, actually. Believe it or not, you are the first female guest on the Life's of Botch podcast. Oh, like, it literally just got ever. brought. Yes, it just got brought to my attention this morning. I could not believe that. I was like, "Wow, mm -hmm. I haven't had a female guest on yet. This is Hell crazy." Yeah. I so love you, being the first on everything. See, you are. That's why you are. That is my nickname for you. You are the woman of many firsts at this point. Like you are trailblazing everything right now. So that is I like that. So welcome to the show, Miss Selena. How are you feeling today? How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Very mellow. I feel like this whole quarantine has just been, like, very chill for me. I'm used to, like, go, 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 fly, fly, run here, go, there. And now it's, like, stay home. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> okay, what's the catch? Yeah, I know. It's, it's, like, isn't it crazy to, like, find, especially when you're so used to doing so much, to, like, be told to stay at home, mm -hmm. relax, you know, like, you're still working in a way, but you're, like, Nah. Literally just relaxing, right? Like, I mean, I am. Uh, don't take me wrong. I am working because, like, I I still have school and I have to do like online homework. But I'm not really working. I feel like I'm just doing life at a very <laughs> mild level. <laughs> it's. Oh. Just, I feel like I'm procrastinating, honestly. But <laughs> but I mean, I I get my workouts in. It just feels weird because I'm just at home. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean. No better time than now to, you know, just kind of sit back, reflect, and see, you know, what's, you know, because we still got plenty of 2020 to go. It's not the end of the world. We oh, will yeah. be back, you know, so. It's only been like 24 days, and we're just being hella extra. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know. And out here in Atlanta, I don't even think it's been a couple of weeks yet. Like, people yeah. are already kind of freaking out, and we haven't even, like, I think this is supposed to extend for us until, like, the 13th of May or something, or the 30th of May. So it's like... Who told you that lie? They told me it was until, like, the end of July. The end of July? Oh, my... Oh, uh, yeah. Do, do that research. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, it just keeps <laughs> on extending. But we know very soon we will all be back to normalcy very soon. So that Hopefully. being said, let's go ahead and just talk a little bit about yourself, man. You know, uh, let's, let's go ahead and just start with the basics. Like, um... What got you into the world of professional wrestling? Like, what, what's your background with that like? Um, well, I have a weird story because I didn't grow up watching wrestling at all. Uh -huh. And, like, the only things I knew about wrestling was, like, it's a man's sport. I've seen people hit each other with chairs. I remember seeing in Puerto Rico, like, somebody uh -huh. bring a hammer. And I remember it being, like, very extreme. Um, my stepdad used to watch it, and I remember seeing one time, like, a clip of the boogeyman, and I was like, whoa, he's eating worms, that's so gross, but I was fascinated, and I really wanted to watch more, but my mom's like, no, go to your room, so I did, 
then that those were like my only memories and i remember people talking about the undertaker i remember uh people talking about john cena but like that that's about it i really didn't know much and oh. i moved to florida to study film and as i was going to college one day one of my assignments was to study reality tv and i was talking to my dad and he mentioned total divas and i was like total divas He's like, I think you might like it because they have personalities like yours. And I was <laughs> like, that's weird. Okay, I'll watch it. And I started watching it and he was right. Like, I started feeling like I fit into this world. I was like, whoa, I've never felt more like them than in any show. And I was like, mom, do I look like a model or like a professional wrestler? What, what, what makes more sense? <laughs> and she was like, I mean, you definitely look like them, but... Yeah, I mean, what what's the point? Yeah. And I was like, I think I want to be a professional wrestler. And my mom's like, I can see it coming. <laughs> She's like, you always want to do everything you see on TV. And I'm like, I know, but I swear this time is different. It's like serious. Like, I feel it. And she's like, all right, then let's do it. And I went to, um, I believe in wrestling, which is like, it's a school that was here, like five minutes from my house. And I went in. Hi, guys. I want to be a professional wrestler because I watch Total Divas. And, like, people laugh. Like, it, they thought it was a joke. Like, what a joke. <laughs> they were saying <laughs> that I was going to be, like, trying to like trying to be offensive towards me and just uh, comparing me to Eva Marie, and I, which I think she was very successful. But whatever. <laughs> they, they were just giving me terrible, terrible feedback. But here I am now, so I don't know. I think that worked. <laughs> Come on. You got to let them know. It's like, hey, say what you want. You know, and as a person, you know, here on the Life of Botch podcast, I, I like to broaden the perspective for wrestling fans because I know that there are your hardcore wrestling fans and, they, and they're the ones that seem to be the most cruel sometimes versus yeah. like the casual fan who's like, they, they you know, kind of like a lot, like with your story, you know, like they kind of come from mm -hmm. both sides of the field. The hardcore wrestling fans, and I get it because I've watched wrestling since... Oh my gosh, since I was like probably seven in the Attitude Era, you know, I just, I mm -hmm. had it on TV one day and I saw China and then before I know it, I just kind of saw The Rock and then oh, it just kind of... Oh, come kinda, on, China's awesome. Yeah, China, you know, I, I saw her and I saw like The Rock talking trash to her and I'm like, who's this guy that looks like Elvis? And then before I know it, I just, <laughs> I fell in love, right? So oh, the thing, the thing it's about it is... It's such a cool world. It is, like, it's a really cool world and so like... My time, it's really bridged me with a lot of people over the years. But, like, when I listen to your story with that, honestly, I, I love it because the thing, that's why, uh, like, even now, you mentioned Total Divas. Like, the uh, even though things got a little postponed, uh, as you know, the Bella Twins were actually listed to be in the Hall of Fame for this year. Mm -hmm. And those hardcore wrestling fans out there, you know, uh, some of them were like, Oh, why the Bellas? Why? Like, why now? You know, like, there's so many other women who should be in there before them. And I'm like, yeah, but they did a lot from a mainstream standpoint, y'all. They don't did, understand. yeah. Like, they really, Total Divas, like, put they WWE, are you know? Yeah, like, so why would you hate that? Like, that's that's yeah. something everybody's doing, you know? So, yeah, you can't hate. <laughs> you can't. So, I, I personally, I applaud that. I like the fact that you... And I've seen your work in the ring from your times in the ring, and I'm like, she's done great job in the ring, too. So it's like, I don't understand why if someone was inspired from a show like Total Divas, and then you see them putting in the work, yeah. you know, why would you, why would you, you know, shame that? Don't yeah, and it, it wasn't even like, it wasn't like I said, oh, I watch all wrestling and I have all this wrestling knowledge after watching Total Divas. Like, it wasn't that. It was like, oh, these women are in this business, so what else is in this business that they're in? That was, that was kind of like how I I went into it. It wasn't like, hey guys, I'm a total bimbo, I'm here, and <laughs> I want to wrestle. Like, come on. <laughs> come on. Yeah, I love that. I love that. So let's go ahead. Um, while we're there, you know, let's 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 talk about a little more with your wrestling journey. Did you have uh, any influences? Like even as you started to broaden your knowledge more about the business, like. Were there anybody, was anybody specifically, uh, male or female, that was inspiring you to say, I really like the way they work. I really want to emulate my style, like, after them. Um, so, okay. 
it what I never really like when I started wrestling, I tried not to study wrestling on purpose. Okay. And everybody kept telling me, no, you have to watch it. You have to know what we're doing. You have to, you have to, it's disrespectful. And I was like, no, I don't want to because I want to keep like being original until I am done training. I don't want to really watch anything. Yeah. I don't want to copy nobody's stuff. Like I want to be unique. And um, they didn't really get it. I kept being a joke to them. Like, yeah, she just doesn't take it seriously. And I just, I was learning from people that were in the business. Like I was trained by Lindsay Dorado. I was trained by Santana Garrett. I had Aaron Epping. And people that have been training for like 14, 15, 20 years. Like, <laughs> it's like, come on. Like they definitely know something. And I was, I was learning in the ring and it's not, and I was going, I was going to class like, four times a week mm -hmm. and these classes were like three hours like <laughs> I, I I was putting in this work yeah. and then I was more inspired about how how to manage myself in the business more than just like what fancy move I can do I was more trying to like get a career first I wanted to make the money because it's very oh. hard to make money in wrestling when you're new so I was like how do I get out of this five dollar box like i don't want to be <laughs> i don't want to be this kind of talent please like how do i get ahead and right. i people that did inspire me would be like santana at first because i she would always talk about oh this fan sent me this present this fan sent me this and i was like bro i want to i want i want people to send me presents like but i want to be that good that people send me presents like not just because i'm cute and she's like no i got you i got you let me show you and mm -hmm. she taught me like the way she was she hustled for customs the way she did pictures the way she did shirts like every the way she moved and how she reached out to promoters and whenever she had like an empty date on her booking list she would be like all right this is what we're going after like now i reach out hey hey i'm available and like you, how, how to price yourself everything like she was teaching me little by little and i was like oh this is important this, this is what i really need to know then I started learning the hustle from her, but then Lindsay gave me a talk, mm. and he was like, "You like if you really want to get your name out there, you have to do it yourself. You can't wait for for them to discover you. Like, it, no, you have to make your own little package." And he's like, "When I was starting, he told me he made like a little CD and like a little like collage where he had all his like." like pictures and every every single thing that he's done a resume yeah. and uh like a basic like job interview like just bring your resume tell me who you are and I maybe i get a chance so i i took i took what he was saying and i started reaching out to different promotions all over the states mm -hmm. and i was like hey this is me uh this is my rate um i can i can work with it you know like just <laughs> i'll do whatever like i mm -hmm. want to just be there share a room I'll go in the back of the plane. I'll sit next to the <laughs> pilot, whatever you want me to do. And uh, I guess that attitude was really what like started getting me booked everywhere. And with like before I knew it, it was like I put in a month of work sending just messages. Every day before I went to bed, the only thing I did was reach out to wrestling promoters. And I would say a month after that, my phone was just like ringing, 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 and me getting chances and chances. And... I was booked for the next like two years. I had enough bookings for mm -hmm. for a long time. I could eat now. <laughs> and I was like, hell yeah, let's okay. do this. And then yeah. I broke my leg oh, and man. I was like, man, I can't wrestle. And right when I thought my career was gonna end or at least pause for a little bit and I was gonna have to go back to like serving food or whatever, whatever I was gonna do, um, MLW called. And they were like, well, I know you have a broken leg, but we might need a host. We might need somebody to throw shirts. Like, okay. what, what are you willing to do? And I was like, I'll do anything. I can do makeup. I can write. I can. And I started, like, just listing every single thing I could do for them. And they told me, well, how would you feel about managing the Lucha Bros? And I was like, whoa, yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. But the minute that I, I remember meeting the Lucha Bros and I was like, this isn't going to be like, I'm not about to be that fake manager, like that whole like me playing somebody else. Like, that's just not believable. And I was like, how can I make this legit? And that was my only goal, like when I got into the whole managing. 
And anything that the Lucha Bros needed, I was like, yo, if you need anything, I got you. And I started writing down all the needs and I started like making sure they had everything they wanted so that they they wanted me there. And yeah. now they were becoming dependent of that. They were like, oh, wait, wait, where's Selena? No, we want to talk to her. We, <laughs> we, we want this. And then, cause, and then the office saw how I was treating them. And now LA Park was coming in and they're like, no, we're going to give you Park too. And now, uh, like, everybody started talking, and it started spreading, and I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. Come on, come on, tell them, tell them, tell them how I treated <laughs> you, tell them. Yeah, come on and now. slowly, I started um, earning my position in the company, and before I knew it, they were like, hey, we're going to be grateful back. We were going to make, we're going to make you executive producer of a few MLW uh, Fusion episodes, and now I... I can relax in this quarantine. And awesome. now I'm here. So. That is awesome. Like, I love hearing that story. Uh, let me commend you as that, because as a man myself, uh, as, as someone who is a host in, in the, you know, new to the hosting world in the world of professional wrestling, but is also, uh, in his downtime, is a independent hip-hop artist out here, right? And oh, yeah. I can relate. You know, one thing I know about hip-hop, and, you know, I, I spoke with this and previous episodes like i love to compare hip-hop and wrestling as far as well music industry in general uh because of the fact that when you're new you you know lindsay dorado was definitely right about that knowledge you know you really have to put yourself out there so hard because it's more than just okay if i post a fun track and it starts getting cool stream numbers people are gonna email me and they're gonna you're just hoping you go viral one day and you fantasy that Everybody knows who you are, and quite frankly, nobody knows. Like nobody it's that. Exactly. Like when, when reality hits you, you're like, yeah, damn. <laughs> yeah, you're like, what? You know. So I, I, I really admire that hustle and that drive you have because that's that's very similar to myself. I mean, uh, both with podcasting now and music. I mean, it's you know not being too proud to do things that people you know everybody looks at the spotlight and they're like, oh, I just want this. And it's like, no, nah, man, you can get there, but you can do some of the little things, too, because word travels. I mean, if you're willing to do if you really love what you do and you're willing to do the little things and the middle things and all of that. You'll be at yeah. The top. yeah, you know, and everybody's going to work with you. So that is really awesome. And I'm glad it's a perfect transition now because I do want to talk about your time with MLW. And so let's talk about, uh, you know, what 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 has it been like for you uh, since being under MLW, like, you know, what, what do, uh, and matter of fact, as far as MLW goes to a listener, you know, or a fan out there who probably hasn't even watched MLW yet, what would, you know, what would you tell the listener, you know, to make them go check it out, you know, because you guys have had a lot of rising stars and mm-hmm. still have a lot of rising stars, you know, the Jacob Fatu's and the, you know, you had Sammy Guevara, you had, you know, the Lucha Bros, you've had like um, MJF, like so many different awesome upcoming talents that have like made a home there and and, and literally gone on to do some other things as well. So let, what would you tell someone that hasn't checked out MLW yet? Well, I say I would suggest MLW like I would suggest any other good Netflix show. Like I would be like, hey, yo, have you checked that that show, MLW? Have you seen it? And when they're like, no, I've never seen it. I'm like, you're missing out. This is like the fastest growing wrestling company right now. Like we've been around since 2018 and we've been, everybody talks about us. Like I feel like I've talked to people from different companies and they're like, oh, I've seen you, your work. Great job at MLW. Like they didn't know that because, they, because I'm cute. <laughs> they definitely <laughs> checked out the show and they know what they're talking about and yeah. I feel like if you just look up MLW, use the hashtag MLW Fusion, you can, you can find like people tweeting about the l- good little moments and mm-hmm. it's, it's such a good I don't know, I think it's such a good product, like we have equality for real like not just talk equality, we show equality like everybody has the opportunity to be camp like literally it could be anyone it could be from the smallest guy to the biggest guy we have the open weight we have the heavy weight we have we have everything like anybody everybody fits in and i feel like it's a funny and it's realistic 
Yeah. And it's just it's just great. Maybe just check it out and then they can tell me what their favorite highlight was. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, me personally, I mean, just even from before the interview, just like studying and going over the things that you've done so far. I mean, you have had me laughing with like <laughs> your promo work is off the charts. Like I'm like, Thank man, you. this woman here is like movie star status with the way she just can make you like hate her or hate to love her or a little bit of everything like because she just mixed emotion yeah like you demand attention when when you do that those <laughs> promos like and 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 i love that so like let's let's go and let's talk a little bit here about um what are some of your future your personal future plans because uh, as you mentioned, MLW is such a young company, and that's the crazy part. Like, yeah. And in the world of wrestling right now, we have a lot of young companies and promotions out there that are killing it in their own ways. So with MLW uh, as a representative and ambassador and, and, and executive producer, what are some of your personal future plans? What are things you feel like you still have to accomplish with MLW? Um, I, Man, it's just so hard because, like, Imagine coming into this thinking I might be throwing shirts and then next thing I know I'm producing an episode like five years ago you would have asked me where where am I going to be five years from now like this was this is not the picture I thought it was going to be something great like I I, I thought I was going to be getting my first TV contract by then I thought of like I might you know, I might get some opportunity. Maybe I'll definitely have a movie by then, which I don't. And like everything that I like imagined, it played out so different that it's almost impossible for me to see my path, but more to just have faith that I know what's coming, what's coming is just going to be good. And wrestling, it's, it's like one of those worlds that today is one thing, but tomorrow can be something completely different that I never try to take anything for granted. And like, just, picture myself like as if I just see my future one way the minute it looks different I might crumble <laughs> and I'd rather not like you know not have anything out there that could kill my mood so I'm just like all right I know this is going well I'll keep doing this if this doesn't work then I'll do that but like I always plan ahead too so I have like different um, options like uh, wrestling is like my one is one of my careers but I'm also going to college and I'm working on six degrees total because I want to be a sex therapist but I also want to have a PhD in dramatic arts so I can also do movies and maybe one day even write my own like I just like having open and options like different paths because anything can go wrong you know yeah. Oh, yeah. It can, and it sometimes it it doesn't even have to go wrong. It just could be a bad season. But during this bad season, when there's like no no not money here, then I could go on this career, and this one will sustain me. And this one's steady. The one right here, the one right here, it also has ups and downs. So I'll have a few that have up and down, and this one's steady. Like I feel like I'm gonna be safe no matter what, as long as I keep grinding. Something's always gonna pop out. <laughs> you know, and I love that because that shows. Uh, the main thing, especially to someone right now, even someone listening who doesn't know about Selena right now, you can tell right now, like in listening to the story of Selena de la Renta, grind is the main word that comes to mind right now because you are a, you're, you're showing like, look, I am more than just beauty sitting in front of you right now. Yeah, like, I don't want to be that. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. And I love that because. Someone, you know, it, it's 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 common that, you know, uh, really in the case of today in 2020, shout out to all of the women out there, because really, you know, they're not none. I don't know of any women in, to, in today's time right now that are really relying on their looks anymore. You know, like maybe back in the 90s, 80s, 70s, you know, or sometime where yeah. that seemed to be the way to get on top or whatever, like that was probably a thing. But now women are like, no, I am strong. I'm bold. I got mm -hmm. intellect and I am going to be up here playing with the big boys like yeah. you know and I'm going to do it better you know so it's like I commend every woman and, and yourself that's thanks to like all the women uh leaders that have inspired others cuz like yeah. I feel like if we were back on those times like my mindset would probably be different but mainly because society is like no you can't do it you can't do it you can't do it it's so it's so negative 
But now that, like, there's so many people out there. Like, I, I look at J-Lo mainly because to me she is, like, the top Latina entrepreneur, like, in the world. Like, she yeah. is top, top. And I feel like she is one of, she is the main, the main reason, like, so many female Latinas are, like, okay, I, I can do this. Uh, all right. right. Uh, like, like her song, like, I ain't your mama. I'm going to do this. <laughs> like, like, I feel like she, she brought that. And there's, like, so many women out there that are equally inspiring. Nikki and Bree, they were inspiring to me. Like, it, it, it's an awesome time to be alive. I totally agree. And, and let's just continue to brag about you because the beauty of everything that you're doing right now is you are literally only 23 and you are accomplishing so much at such a <laughs> young you. age. So you represent that rare breed of being able to do something so quickly and rise to the ranks so quickly at just a young age. And it's like, but what I've also noticed about people from MLW is that a lot of superstars in MLW from that promotion, which probably says a lot about that promotion in general, a lot of you guys are that young and literally, you know, like, you know, and I'm, I'm speaking like I'm an old man myself. I'm pretty young, my doggone self, but it's just like, Still to see, like, yo, man, when you look at professional wrestlers most times, you know, generally you look at some who look like they're in their 20s and they're, you find out, like, oh, wow, they're, like, 37 or they're 40 yeah. or 50. And you're, like, wow, they look so young. But then you see ones who look more mature and you're, like, oh, wow, they're only 20? Like, yo, this is crazy. <laughs> like, so talk about, like, how does it feel knowing that you've accomplished what you have so much at such a young age right now? How are you feeling? I, I feel like I have something to always brag about with that. Like, that just gave me, like, that bragging chip. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. and I feel like it, it makes my story so much, like, it, it adds value to my story, like, so much. Because you can do all this. And if you are 50, then it took you a lifetime to do it. Yeah. But if you are 23 and you did all of this... Mm -hmm. Now people look at you different. And I feel like I can I can sense it because I remember walking into a building without doing this. And it's like everybody's doing their own stuff. Nobody looks at you. They're doing their shit. You have to beg for a handshake. And like now, like the, that was the before and now the after. I feel like I walk into the building and it's like, oh, Selena's here. And they give me a handshake and I get recognition from the people that I used to just hope they would shake my hand. And now it's, just, it's, it's such a different feeling. And I feel the age thing is really what, like, gives that, you get that, that respect from you. Like, sometimes I feel, for example, when I'm doing, when I was working with Jim Cornette, mm -hmm. I know he was enjoying it. Even whatever he was saying, like, as mean as it sounds with his pointing finger like he does. <laughs> Yeah. I know he loved every second of it. And the like when I was talking shit back, like I knew it was good shit that I was spitting and I knew he was liking it and he knew I was liking it. And it's just <laughs> fun. Like it's, it's it's just great. And to see somebody that I recognize like so to me Cornette is like the best at promo work. Like the best of the best. Yeah. And Seeing that joy of working with somebody you like in his face, it, and I know that had to do with the age. I know that had to do with the accomplishments. And I know that, like, that I, I won't get that if I don't work that hard. Like, that, it's just so fucking, I'm sorry. It's just so good. It's such a good feeling when you get recognition like that. And it's fun. Yes, I mean, and, and you can tell because, again, I, I know I can tell uh, from seeing you on Instagram and seeing how you carry your persona, like, you love what you're doing and you enjoy yeah, it. And, and, and I love interviewing and talking with superstars and personalities who really enjoy what they do because mm -hmm. that's the whole point of it. Like, yeah. I was literally just watching, uh, I was binge watching Tough Enough some in this quarantine a little bit, and I went back to the old school tough enough from like the first season. I was seeing how many people like quit when they stepped in the ring after realizing like, man, this hurts yeah. or mentally I can't do this anymore. Or, and that was just 
him trying to wrestle. That wasn't even. It's hard. Fun. It's the toughest. Yeah. It's really tough. <laughs> it really it's, is. It's it's not that easy, guys. It sucks at first. Yeah. I feel like in wrestling, it it can get really good. But it could also be very bad for a very long time, and it's like you have to push through it. The most positive people come out of it first, oh, but yeah. everybody else. <laughs> hey, yeah, best best of luck in other ventures. You know, it's like, but you have to work at everything, no matter what you love, what you do yeah. in life. Like, if you know you love something, you still have to work at it, even when you love it. So it's like, you know, as a testament, again, I'm a personal witness of that, just in both music. And media, I love both both fields, and man, I mean, it's a grind, y'all. It's a grind. So to my listeners out there, if you're grinding, keep grinding. You know, yeah, don't, don't, don't stop, let, don't stop, don't stop. <laughs> if you're about to quit. This is the time to grind. Oh man, tell me about it. So speaking of grinding, let's, you know, we were talking about, you know, how a lot of people have just been itching to work with you. One thing I noticed going through your page and like looking at some of your your on-screen work. I noticed that you had a real, real on-screen rivalry <laughs> when it comes to the business side of things with Conan, legendary Conan. Talk about, I mean, you guys look like you had fun just going in dialogue like that. What is it like working with Conan, a legend like Conan like that? It's fun, man. It's bittersweet as hell. Like, it's fun. Because I feel like we have this love and hate relationship. Like, high key, we do love each other. Mm-hmm. But whenever it's time to talk shit, <laughs> the real <laughs> comes out. And I know that some of the stuff he's saying is like, it's it's coming from a truthful place. <laughs> you know, I know he does think this kind of stuff. Yes. So then when I go and hit him back with something, I know it hurt him back because I'm saying real stuff. The yes. minute I hear him like go there, I'm like, do you want to go there? Watch me. And then it's like, <laughs> you did not just say that. But then at the end, we're like, all right, hug it out. I'll see you again, motherfucker. Because I already know. I feel like that one time, like this, this got caught off TV. So imagine. Okay. 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 All right. Yeah. I don't know if I should even say this, but I'm going <laughs> to. Life's one... a bunch exclusive, baby. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> oh, my God. This is so bad. Okay. So Conan. One time, um, right before we got, we're about to talk, he looks at me, and he's like, you can say whatever you want out there, but I'm going to say whatever I want. <laughs> <laughs> and that just gave me a hint that he was about to say some nasty shit. Uh-oh. So I was like, all right, let's see what he says. Walks out there and says to Gino Medina, I don't know what's going down. And they put that part. I don't know what's going down. If Selena's going down on you. <laughs> and I was like, all right, all right. I walk out there and I say, um, Conan, the only reason you're out here talking about my sex life is because you don't have one. And then <laughs> after that, they cut everything else I said. Okay? I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, this is the shortest promo, guys. How can you do this to me? But uh, the next thing I go and it's like, quite frankly, nobody wants to hear from an old flaccid man. This this pinched his heart so hard that he went ham on everyone after that. Also got caught out of TV. But um, after that, uh, MJF, um, Alexander Hammerstone, and Richard Holiday came out. Uh MJF gets on the mic, (laughs) and he said that he would be eating my pastelito all night. (laughs) <laughs> and, I, <laughs> and it's like it's like what is happening then i admit on the mic that i did sleep with gino medina and everybody was like what is happening <laughs> it was like everybody was just losing it then conan grabs the mic and he you could see the pain in his heart before he speaks and then he goes like now we have the walking circle jerk and he points at these three and i was dying you can see me laughing out loud all right like all of us are laughing okay oh my god it was one of those things that like it's hurtful if you take it like bad yeah. but if you laugh 
you make it even worse for everyone because all of us are like trying not to die because I was thinking, yeah. just couldn't believe he said that. <laughs> but so working with him is always like you never know if it's about to go down like that. Like he's about to say some crazy stuff. <laughs> it's just funny to work with people that you know they got they got material. They yeah. can hit you back. And every time I'm about to hit him with something, I'm like, man, if I say this, I know I'm getting hit back. <laughs> and the the other thing he said about me was something like, you're not a boss, you're a bitch. And I thought it was great. <laughs> I don't know. I, that's that other thing. Like, I feel like I'm really good for this job because I I look like I take shit seriously, but I really never do. Never, never, never. It's very hard for me to get offended. Like, if you say something, you probably, like, revealed some private part of my life, and that will probably get me hot. But if you, if you're just insulting me for fun, or you're really getting paid to be mean to me, like it is what it is. Like I know what I'm signing up for. I can take a hit. You're about to take one too. So yeah, we're going. <laughs> oh man, and that is that is so cool. You know, you, I like how you you know brought the curtain back on the art of the promo real quick because like like I come from Memphis, Tennessee. So like where I come from. That that a lot of guys who come from that city will be excellent at promo work because yeah. of the fact that you know we called it checking you know that was our slang for yeah. what we call it checking so a lot of times we just be like oh oh boxhead yeah you know like we just teasing each other and like you laugh you know because you're trying to see who's gonna make the first one laugh first and crack and then you're yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah I got him I got him <laughs> so like you know and and so that's why I want to ask you like you just off of your experience how hard is it to contain yourself really from laughing on camera like that, like trying to maintain. It's hard. It's, it's hard. <laughs> like sometimes it's harder at moments where people can't even, like you wouldn't understand. Like I feel like when it's funny, it's easier to hold your, you know, get your shit together. It's easy when it's funny. When it's not funny, that's when it's hard. For example, this is like, wow, I'm, I'm giving you so much uh, info. Whatever. Um, <laughs> Loki, when I was working with Loki when he was champ, uh -huh. he loved to come and say something completely unrelated to the match to me. And it would always crack me up because he's so serious. And, like, you know, I just never expect him to come down and be like, man, I could really tear up a burger right now. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> After somebody just kicked you in the back of the head, like you're so fucked up. You see me in the corner, and you come over and like, man, I need a burger. Like it just kills me. It just kills me. You're dying, and you're saying that. Like I can't. I'm telling you. I'm as a fan who watches, like I, a lot of times I wonder that too. Like from being at live shows and like being, you know, watching on TV, like yeah. after you, you, you know, because I, I do my study. So like after studying the business and hearing some of the superstars talk, like stories road stories yeah. i always wonder sometimes even when i go back and watch the stuff as a kid because when you're a kid you watch it just as a kid yeah. so like when you look back now after hearing the stories you're like man i wonder what they're saying right now on the ground right there or like when they're getting ready to like do this the worst. Flip, and wrestlers like, love to like joke at those times like it's huh? it's the fun part of wrestling it's like all right let me pop you let me pop you let me pop you let me pop you <laughs> the other day i was watching um, NXT, and mm -hmm. it was Punishment, uh -huh. um, and it was Keith Lee, and they had somebody else in the match, I can't remember, I'm sorry. Oh, Dajakovic, yeah, his, his okay, name's yeah, always... Yeah, 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 <laughs> okay, I, I can only, I was just thinking about that, like, what Punishment said, because I was, I was with a few people, like, a group of people, and uh -huh. he was like, check this out, <laughs> and then I'm <laughs> watching it, and his face looks like he's serious, but all of a sudden, he's like this. <laughs> and then Keith Lee looks back and he's like this <laughs> and I'm wondering and he's like can you guys tell what we were talking about here <laughs> and then I was like I cannot but I can tell that he was about to pop you and oh, seeing yeah. that like I've seen it in different matches you look carefully at their reaction sometimes if like somebody gets close to a corner and the other one starts laughing you know he says something <laughs> that's my favorite i love it man i'm telling you so like uh going you know transitioning even more let's let's go ahead and talk about 
your secondary role, because again, you've been going into like so many different roles. Let's let's talk your commentary role for a while. You know, like let's let's talk about your role being, you know, again, it's historic because you know, first female in Spanish commentary. Uh, you know, I've always personally enjoyed Spanish commentary because like I do understand Spanish. I speak a little Spanish myself. I'm not super fluent, but I understand mm -hmm. it. But like even with like watching it, I just love sometimes to me it's more animated than American commentary sometimes, depending oh, on yeah, the for sure. So like for sure. <laughs> so what what have what what was your experience? What got you into that role and what made you want to explore it? Um so it wasn't really my idea. Mm -hmm. This was more of like Court Bauer suggested I did it. He thought he thought it would be a good idea. Like he's heard me. Like he's asked me for feedback on matches before, and like, my, what's my opinion? And I have I have sat next to him at the ring truck, like, while the show's going on, like, and we we just do our own commentary, like private. I'm not repeating anything we've said, okay? And <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, well, we we like usually do that, and he's like, that's good, that's good. And every time I like say something, he's like, all right. That's good. Maybe maybe we put we put you on commentary. And at first I was like, nah, you're not putting me on commentary. I'm getting too much heat from that. I cannot. I cannot. <laughs> and then I was like, maybe yeah. Like I mean, it would mean more money. It would mean like more experience. It would mean that now I'm versatile. And if if anything, when my leg breaks, I could probably do that because then I'll have all the knowledge. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm up for the challenge. Let's do it. Let's do it. But up for the challenge means, like, I, I drive every week to Miami in, like, three and a half hours to go do this commentary. And I've been doing that for two years now. And I still, I still will continue to do it. It's fun. I'm doing solo commentary at this point. So imagine, like, how that ended up. Like, for a year and a half, I would say, like, I was, no, it's, like, just for a year. I had two commentators with me. Like, they would just switch so one day I would have Fernando, the other way, the other day I would have Andres. And it was funny, the dynamic, because uh, Fernando hated me and Andres loved me. And then Fernando, like, like I feel like that was like their character, not real life. Ah. But maybe, maybe it was real life. I don't know. But <laughs> Fernando, Fernando would always like me comments like, I'm not going to work for you. You are like a dictator. Like he would always <laughs> say terrible things about me. And then uh, Andres would come over and be like, I brought you a coffee, Selena. You're looking quite well. And, and it's always like a fun <laughs> dynamic. And I, I kind of miss this. I really do. Because it was, it was easier, my job, <laughs> in, that, in that aspect. But now that I'm doing solo commentary, I feel like it's helped me a lot to like just have always something to talk about. Like It, it is the worst when you are about to say something and then you forget. Like, if sometimes I think, like, oh, I'm going to go out there and talk about this guy's hair. But, like, it's really not fitting. Like, it, he already hit me with something too good for me to go back to that. And it's, like, how do I, you know, rebottle, like, at this point? Yeah. So I feel like, I don't know where I was going with that. I just lost my train of thought. But, <laughs> but yeah. Hey, it's okay. It's like some that I feel like I, like, I feel like I talked too much. Oh, it's okay. What, where are we on? Yeah, no, no, you're good. See, let me let me educate you on life's a botch here. You know, that's why we call the show life's a botch because life's about botching. So like, even if you lose that, your yeah. train of thought and you botch, like I botch sometimes with my interview questions, but I still keep it going. And I'm I like, lose, hey, I lose I lose my train of thought when it's like um like I have a memory, uh -huh. and then I go like back to that like scenario and like <laughs> yeah. think about exactly like the feeling. Because one time I went to I went I went to Mexico. And I did this show with Clark, and I had this bomb-ass promo. And it's the first time I'm talking live in Spanish. And oh. this is what really got me. I'm walking out, I look at the card, and everybody on there is just amazing. And oh. I'm just, like, walking out. There's, like, 5,000 people. I'm, I'm breathing deeply, and I'm like, what if Mexico doesn't like my style of promo? Like, now I'm just, like, in my head, I'm like, yeah, it's funny in America. I don't know it's this funny here. Like, yeah, yeah. this could be bad. Like, right. they take things different. So I get in the ring, and I, like, start forgetting, 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 forgetting. And I'm like, okay, okay, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? I cut a promo on Park. Oh. 
Uh-oh. <laughs> it ended up getting really crazy. I insulted the crowd so bad. Like, I've never insulted any other crowd. I got mm -hmm. smoothies thrown at me. I got on the top buckle. I <laughs> I remember because the Lucha Bros were laughing. They were laughing <laughs> so hard. I'm uh -huh. going to say what I said is terrible, but F it. I said, chingasa su puta madre, which is fuck your whore mother. I got to the top rope. And I said that to the entire arena like that. And Park looked at me. And he grabbed the mic, apologized to everyone. And I'm like, no, Park, no, no, no. You cannot apologize. It made me look so bad. So he apologized to the entire crowd. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I'm sorry, guys. This is my promoter from America. And I'm like, Park, no. <laughs> No. Oh. <laughs> so after that, I I was hot. I was like, that's it, that's it. Grab the mic and I cut a promo on part. And <laughs> I was like, this is the last time you disrespect me like that in front of anybody. You <laughs> piece of shit. And I started bashing their hero. And that was it for that. That that was it for that night. That was so good that it got on local. Like when it wasn't local, he said it was a, like all over Mexico. But this is news that part gave me. So he said that we were on like what would be considered that here just like the a big newspaper like they were talking about it but like one of the most important like i would say like top three one of those we were on there and then they were talking about us on the news and they're like a parka's new manager crazy and like, you know, like <laughs> oh my god no then Not i got a fight with uh hoovy's girlfriend and that got even worse. That made it to the cover of the newspaper. <laughs> and, and I was like, okay, hey, maybe yeah. I need to chill. Maybe no more Mexico for me for a minute. <laughs> hey, you know, it's okay. You did you did your thing still. Because heat is always a great thing, even if it's go away heat or if it's, you know, like. No, not always. Not always. <laughs> not always. It's like, not, not always. always. Not always. Oh, I thought man. I was going to get hit. I had three yeah. bodyguards with me. Oh, man. That's that old school heat then, because I mean, <laughs> like, uh, like New Jack. Uh, I was just watching Dark Side of the Ring, and I, I saw the one on New Jack, and like he was talking about uh, when when he came up with Cornette and Smoky Mountain Wrestling, and how he was like, <laughs> "Hey, you guys are gonna be the gangsters, you know? We're in Tennessee, where it's like, you know, redneck country." And he's like, "Yeah, you know, I mean, I just said some stuff about, hey, shout out to my homie LJ, you know, killing all them people and all that." And, and he said it got crazy heat, and he had to mm -hmm. like escort him to a police car, you know, so. You you got that old school heat. That's that that's the heat from like the eighties, yeah. nineties, you know. Oh, like, I know, I know, cause I so because I am on the road with Park and Conan all the time, and they real life I don't really feel like they get along. It's like it's very tense every time they're together, and they 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 told me like their road stories and stuff that they've done together, and like times that stuff ends with cops and stuff. And I feel like because they tell me these stories. I feel like if I'm in this world, I can do it too. And then I get into some pretty crazy um, <laughs> problems. Yeah. Well, whatever. I think I feel like if if I didn't have stories to tell, then my life wouldn't be as entertaining. So I always see like, okay, is it getting boring now? Let's do something big. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Okay, so I got a couple more. I'm going to go with you with this question here. This is going to be just like a random name throw. And I'm just gonna throw out some names, and you tell me how you feel about them, and in a, in a, you know, in a in a in a professional way of like how you know working with them and things of that nature. I'm just gonna throw out some random names and okay. give you thoughts and opinions. So <clears throat> I'm gonna start with a legend, and I'm gonna say Savio Vega. Savio Vega, I call him Uncle. We are <laughs> we're related, but we're not. Like we feel like we are, and we have like that relationship. He'll like message me every once in a while just to check up on me and see how I'm doing. Um, we talk about the business. It's like it's fun. I feel with him, it's like it's different because it takes me back to the island. Yeah. It's like it, it. I don't know why, but every time I hang out with him, I feel like I'm at home. Like this is this is definitely where I came from because everything he <laughs> says just sounds very much like something I would say. And it's a, it's always fun to have somebody that grew up exactly where you did. And sometimes we'll talk about, like, maybe I could rest, if I wrestled again, like, maybe I could go back to Puerto Rico and, like, stay around him, La Rosa Negra, and, you know, just have a, just have a good fun time down there. Aww. So, 
it's fun working with him. That is awesome. Yeah, okay. I miss him. <laughs> yeah, he's a good guy. You can tell, man. And, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to stick in the family a little bit uh, okay. with Vegas. Now, uh, you may know her under a different name, but I, I just thought it was kind of funny, you know, with Vegas. So we're going to go with Zelina Vega. Zelina. Currently in the WWE, known as also Thea Trinidad, as most may know her as well. Uh, yeah. What's your relationship like with her? Well, I met Thea at training. So we met when, like, we trained at the same school. And I remember the first time I saw her, I was like, oh, this girl is fun. <laughs> she was flippy and perky and always happy. And she had really good energy. And she had this little tiny puppy that it, it passed away. But um, she would always bring him around and feed him bananas. And it was so cute. And um, I met her when it was like, I was like month in into the business. So we didn't like, get to be really close friends but we did train together a few times and i remember i had a i had a, like a training match with her and everybody was like wow you guys should really wrestle each other it would be awesome like it would be so cool and they were in it and i always like i always thought eventually i was gonna wrestle her because she was on the indies but now i feel like it's it's been a little more impossible given to where she's at right now and where I'm at like I don't see how that could happen anytime soon but hopefully you know one day I get to wrestle her I think it would be very fun I love her personally like I've done a few custom matches and stuff with her but nothing like in a big show or anything yeah. unfortunately well that's definitely a match I would love to see I mean uh, I'm a fan of both of you ladies and, and I love I had been following her probably since the days I saw her in TNA when she was uh, tagging. Rosita. In, uh, yeah, Rosita. That's, I was, ah, man, that was, I fell in love with her at that point on. And so I was happy to see her make her way to WWE and she's killing it, you know. And actually, oh, yeah, it's funny because I, I, I look at, when I was looking at your promos and I look at how you are like with managing, I was like, I'm seeing some similarities here with the characters a little bit, you know, because, you know, she's got clientele up there, you know, she's getting, she had, she started with Andrade and now she's got like, uh, she got Austin Theory signed to the team and she, Angel Garza. And I'm like, hold on. Similarity, the similarity is real. I also manage Garza. <laughs> really? Is, yeah. Uh, Garza wow. was one of my first in uh, MLW. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's funny. And then, um, I also managed Umberto in MLW, and then he ended up going <laughs> in WWE, too. Um, wow. I got, like, that magic that, touch. There's, there's <laughs> a nice little machine there, then. I, I can see that. Oh, okay, yeah. there's a connection. I just feel there. like it's more of, like, the whole being Latina, the whole we're both some sort of Selena, and I, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a lot. And I had black hair, and then I did my high ponytail, too. Like, I feel... Yeah. I feel like there is similarity, but I just think that great minds think alike. And it's just, it's like, it's cool. It happens. <laughs> I, it doesn't. Man, listen, if I if I was a wrestler in the business right now, I wouldn't mind either one of you ladies or both to manage this guy right here. I'm just <laughs> I've I, seen look. a lot of people on Twitter that are like, oh, I wish I could see Zelina versus Selena. You know, we're like, damn. <laughs> I honestly wish to. I could see that. I feel like that yeah. would be so fun. Uh, it would. You can t you can tell because you ladies yeah. would have you would kill it. I, I know you ladies would kill it. Mm -hmm. So um, how about a Sammy Callahan? Oh, that's cool too. Sammy Callahan taught me mm -hmm. how to bump. Uh -huh. Sammy Callahan taught me how to take a suplex, and uh -huh. uh, and the first time I did a suplex with him, I need him in the face, and I thought he was gonna flip and go crazy, and I was like, <laughs> Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, Sammy. And he was like, girl, this is wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> That's a perfect impression. It sounds just like him. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally how he said it. And his hair was like, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to say anything else. He might, he might just throw me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. You got to know. But he's definitely fun, a fun guy. He's uh, I love seeing how he can change his temper. It's odd. It's really <laughs> odd. He can be like real chill in one second and then the next second he's like, bring me my damn beer. And he's always like that. He's like, he'll be like happy, mad, happy, mad. But I feel like that's just like 
during wrestling days. I, I can't believe he's like that all the time. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe yeah. he is. But he's definitely fun. He gives good feedback. He's always like, he looks like he's never paying attention, but he literally is. He watches everybody's wrestling. He watches every single thing. And whenever you think he's not paying attention, maybe he did not watch your match, but he'll go back and watch it. And then if you ask him for feedback, he'll tell you like detailed stuff that you've done that he thinks it could it could improve. Mm-hmm. And just being around him and seeing how his he processes thoughts and like how he puts like ideas together it's very inspiring because i feel like i can learn from him obviously i don't want to be exactly like him but i definitely (laughs) do um admire the one thing i admire from him a lot is like one of his kicks (laughs) specifically i really like it's like he just he just like his body just like stays straight up and then he'll go for like a big boot and i feel like it's always like solid to the front like I don't know, I like I I like Sammy, and he taught me a lot of things, and he's like always willing to work with me. So I love Sammy. That is so awesome. And uh, speaking of Sammy, I got one more Sammy for you. What about Sammy Guevara? Crazy, the craziest, <laughs> craziest, craziest guy I've ever met. He's so hyper. Mm-hmm. He is so he's he's so I don't know. He has like a particular personality. Like this is very weird. He's very unusual. Um, the, the craziest thing is to me was that he was straight edge. So everything he said to me, he was completely sober. And I was like, okay, this is who you really are. And yeah. he is like, he, he is very perky. Got like same thing, good energy, um, fun guy to be around. But he's very, very crazy. He'll come up with like, hey, do you put your milk first in your cereal? or your cereal first. I'm like, stupid question. Just keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> yes, yes. And do you like, are you are you a fan of the work he's doing with Jericho right now? Because he seems to be growing even more under Jericho's like tutelage right now. Like, yeah, I, I like it. I think it's good for him. I, I, I support that. I really like the segment where he was just singing in the empty arena. I thought that was great. I was like, damn. If anybody... Could use Sammy in any way, making uh-huh. him sing out loud in an empty place is definitely the move. Yeah, he's good yeah. for that. He's fun, and I made him carry my purse around. That was fun too. Oh, wow. <laughs> we need funny. footage of that. I got. I thought it. he was gonna be mad. There is footage. You can find it if you like go to like one of the first episodes at MLW. He, okay. uh, I gave him my Louis Vuitton purse, uh-huh. and I thought and. It's funny because the I gave it to him so he looked like a bitch boy purposely. Like it's funny seeing Selena doing that. I was like, that's a bitch move. Here, take my purse. And the funny thing was that he grabbed the purse and instead of looking like a bitch, he grabbed it, put it on his shoulder. He's like, hell yeah, we're going to Miami. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's Sammy. That's Sammy. <laughs> oh wow. I love he did that. it too good. That that guy is fun to work with. He doesn't take anything bad. Like. He makes it his own. Oh, man. (laughs) Props to Sammy. Props to Sammy. So I guess my final question for you really would be, what about, what's some of your future goals in in the pro wrestling world in general? So, like, being so young in the business, uh, once you feel like you've done everything you could do in the MLW branch, like, do you see yourself um, doing, like, some of your predecessors, you know, some of your fellow peers and maybe going down the AEW route or maybe even joining like your friends Alina and maybe we could see that dream match in the future and, you know, get signed, you know, under an NXT and then make your way to the main roster in WWE. I mean, do you see yourself in any of these lanes or anything? Well, I feel like down the road, probably I will eventually work with some other company. I don't, I mean, I've never really seen anybody like that's very successful stick to like one company and off of that they become super famous like you have to really you know work with different brands and like show what you got and like show more like people people will get bored eventually if it's like one thing and I do have a long-term commitment with MLW and we never know like I could have a future with MLW too because I I feel like my business side like that it'll always like it'll always be like chiming in so for example like let's say i could go to wwe or AEW if i had like those opportunities like right in front of me and then there's mlw where i can either keep doing the same thing i'm doing or like let's say this is 10 years from now (laughs) to make a really you know separation so you know this is not right now 
mm-hmm. um, if I were to have like those three opportunities, it depends on what everybody's offering. You know what I mean? Like, what can I get here? What can I get here? And what can I get out of this? MLW has shown me that like, if I show loyalty to them, they show it back. And I don't really know where, where they're going to be in five years, in 10 years. Like, I really don't know. So it's kind of hard for me to tell you what I see down the road. Would I like to go to WWE? That's like, I guess that's the question. I would like that. Yes. I would like to be in a company where everybody is fucking awesome. Like, why wouldn't I want that? Like, I like, I like AEW as well. I like all the wrestling companies. Like, it, I'm, at the end of the day, I want a job. You know? And if I could, if, and it's just, it's just hard. It's hard to say that. It's hard. It's hard to even answer this without getting some backlash from it, you know? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, just questions that you ask, because I mean, you, you, you can tell that based again, off of just how young you are, you have such a bright future. You know, it's just one of those questions that, you know, I'm getting all the time from people who may interview you about these type of things because I even saw in the comments once where like a, a fan was just like, oh, she's so going to be in WWE in like a I year or two. A lot, you know? yeah. <laughs> and like, and just to see how faithful you are with MLW, I know they appreciate you. And, you know, a lot of times people want to see you excel. So I'm sure, you know, they, they don't maybe mind when you're with a WWE or an AEW, you know, because um, again, we've seen MJF, we've seen Sammy Guevara, we've seen so many others. Yeah from that MLW branch, you know? So uh, it, it really, ma- yeah, you know, and regardless of what happens, uh, definitely here, I know for sure here at the Life of Botch podcast, we love you. We appreciate what you do. Um, definitely going to continue to follow what you're doing and can't wait to see years down the road, how much more you accomplish because you've already accomplished yeah. so much. Uh, so thank you so, so much. I did have a segment for you, but I think we're running low on time. And uh, so we'll, we'll definitely invite you back on. And I usually have a cool segment I do, which is uh, as, a, as a performer, you would love this segment. I call it Baby Face or Heel. And uh, my listeners know what's up. They, they, they love what that is it? segment. What is it about? So basically, uh, really, if we, if we have time, I could probably ask you a couple of questions from it. But basically, with Baby Face or Heel, what I do is it was a segment I created where it's, it's wrestling related, but also non-wrestling related. It could be just everyday life. It could be something going on in the media world, you know, anything. Uh, and basically, I bring up a subject, and then you choose whether you want to go babyface on it or if you want to go heel on it. So, like, you would cut, like, a like a mini promo on a it. promo on stuff? Yeah, you cut, like, a mini we, promo. I mean, so we like, can do it. We can do it. You want to do that real quick? Okay, so for the listeners out there, you know, we're going to give y'all a little something extra real quick. So here's your favorite segment brought to you by... Gwinnett Nutrition. Make sure you go get your uh, protein shakes today. But in the meantime, here we go. So what would you say about dudes who slide into the DMs and try to shoot a shot at you? Mm. (laughs) Okay. I would say A for effort, F for fucker. Because come on. You really (laughs) think I am gonna... (laughs) Come on. Okay, if you're... Realistically speaking, you see somebody that's verified online. They're never gonna want to go out with you if you hit them on their DMs. Like you need a different connection. Fucking get a life. Next. <laughs> so that's definitely that was classic Selena De La Renta right there. That was I could feel the heel right there already as it goes. So we know where she's going on that one. So okay, how about speak? You know, you mentioned like direct connection. So how about close personal friends of yours? Who set you up on blind dates with somebody? Mm, okay. Actually, I would appreciate this. I feel like a close friend would know exactly the kind of man I'm looking for, and they know exactly what I would take and what I would not. But if you fuck this up, <laughs> I will consider, reconsider our friendship. <laughs> so I guess this is baby heel. That's like baby heel. You go call that a little tweener. You know the little tweener in there? Okay, yeah. okay. I appreciate okay. it forever. Okay. <laughs> and don't fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And uh, so I got one more for you. You know, uh, we're in quarantine phase. So uh, I'm, I'm, I know you're familiar with TikTok. So 
what would you say about all of the TikTok dances that are going on right now during quarantine? Because it seems like everybody is doing them now since we're all at home, you know? So everybody's just doing some type of TikTok dance that's trending. They're suckers. Because <laughs> I don't, I believe <laughs> you should never, you should never put that much effort in a video that you're not getting paid to do. Ooh, okay, okay. I love that. <laughs> I love that. So that that definitely has some some heel regulations to it. You know, the heels always it's, love the like, money. This is so. really what I think. Like, I feel like dead <laughs> ass. Like, if you're not getting paid to do a TikTok, like, bro, why would you do all that? Like, <laughs> that is literally like director cuts. Like, ew, <laughs> no. Okay, okay. So I do have this. This is a good one right here that I feel you're really just going to go off with. Okay, so like, <laughs> I noticed, I noticed like, that again, you have a hustle. So I noticed that you you are always advertising something like, hey, hit me in my DMs if you want a copy of this or any of that. So I know that we have some people out there that like to forge signatures of like pictures or something. You know, they'll take a signature and probably forge it just to try to, you know, get money, you know, from fans, you know, whatever, you know, make a little eBay money or whatever. Uh, what, what would you, you know, baby face or heel on somebody trying to knock a hustle and just, you know, forge some signatures, you know? If I find out, if I find out that this is what's happening, mm -hmm. I have the money, I promise you, I will form a fucking lawsuit that will leave you in your, <laughs> in the streets. Nothing from, I will even take your mom's house. Seriously, don't fuck with my money like that. Like, that's just not, not, not okay. Lawsuit will, I promise I will sue. Man. Yeah, it's not a promise, it's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. You heard it here, folks, ladies and gents. That's a guarantee. Please, please do not do these things. We are respectful of our fellow wrestling peers out here who are just making a living, man. They're doing what they love to do. And don't try to get in the way of that because you would get sued, okay? Oh, so, yeah, you will. Be or Either or. I, I'll, I won't stop. I go ham. I promise. <laughs> oh, man. Miss Selena De La Renta, it has been a pleasure and an honor having you on the Life's a Botch podcast. Um, by all means, please, please tell the listeners where they can find you and how they can reach you whenever they need to reach you. Sweet deal. Well, um, if you want to follow me anywhere, I do live stream on Twitch because they pay you. Selena <laughs> De La Renta. Um, I do... Um, I have, I'm on IG. I post a lot on there, like a lot. If you want content, that's a good page to follow. If you want free content, follow me on IG uh, or Facebook, Selena De La Renta as well. If you're looking for like different kind of content, because I do have like behind the scenes, I have custom matches, which you can you can watch matches that you will never watch anywhere else, because like Kiara Hogan versus me, like that that just won't happen. Uh, Diamante from LAX, who just worked at AEW, like against me, that just or Sue Young, or, or you'll see me wrestling Chico Adams. Like, there's a lot on there, so that you that can find that on my Patreon, Selena De La Renta, and I guess that's all my social media, for now. For now, now that that does not mean other things. Are you, uh, what about Cameo? You're not on Cameo yet. Oh, that's you true. Think that's true. Me? I have a Cameo. Um, same thing, but um, I have a like uh, on cameo you get shout outs but like there's like a flat fee and on patreon you can get a shout out and it costs a little less so i don't want to i don't want to be that person but hey, hey. You know, membership <laughs> <laughs> yes yes so please please do support miss selena de la renta she is an amazing soul you guys now if you didn't know about it now you know as the great you know the to say you know, great B.I.G. said it himself. If you don't know, now you know. And that's why I just want to say, again, thank you so much for joining the show. We definitely want to have you back on sometime in the future. We're going to keep up with your progress. And so definitely we are so thankful for this relationship. And uh, we look forward to having you back on. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, you already know where to follow your boy. All things Life's a Botch podcast, Instagram. Facebook. Make sure you join the group and talk a little trash with us when we're watching some wrestling and all that good stuff. Give your thoughts, opinions, all that. And uh, Twitter and YouTube, you know we on there as well. And uh, without further ado, you have officially been 